Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Editor-in-Chief here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Now, in today's episode, I've got Professor Avishai Wool, who is the CTO and co-founder of AlgoSec. So welcome, Avishai, and thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Would you mind giving our audience a bit of background on yourself before we get started? Sure. Thank you, Max. Well, like Max said, I'm co-founder of AlgoSec. I've been working on network security and firewall security issues for upwards of the last 20 years. And I'm also a professor of computer engineering in Tel Aviv University. So happy to be there with you, Max. I'm looking forward to um, finding out all your knowledge about today's subject matter, because today we're delving into the matter of security challenges around the complexity of enterprise networks. And I wanted to start the podcast by asking what complexities and issues are organizations facing when it comes to orchestrating security? I think the big word here is complexity. Organizational networks are becoming more varied and dynamic. Their organizations today face a hybrid environment where they have part of their network on a traditional data center, maybe part of their network on a virtualized private cloud data center that they still run by themselves. And many, many of the companies we talk to are in some stage on their journey towards the cloud, moving much of their infrastructure to cloud providers such as Amazon, Microsoft. And right now, each in their own position in that journey, they have a hybrid environment and they have to organize and secure all of that so that it, first of all, functions and provides the networking and application capabilities that are necessary to run business. And of course, to secure all of that complexity. And that is a significant challenge for organizations of any size. Mm -hmm. Now, part of that is, of course, the different types of equipment, technologies, and having all of that interact. And then you have organizational aspects of silos between, you know, there's the cloud team, the on-premise team, the networking team, the information security team. There's many challenges. Some of them are technical, some of them are more human. So the environment that we're seeing these days is growing in complexity, let's put it mildly. I think that's a fair statement to make. And obviously, it is such a growing rapid area of cloud adoption at the moment. And you mentioned some of the challenges there. But could you walk us through maybe some of the common mistakes you see that organizations are making when they're setting up that cloud security? Using a cloud environment is not exactly the same as using a traditional on-premise network, whatever you have in the cloud, the attack surface is much closer to the attacker than what you normally are accustomed to in a traditional data center. Imagine things like storage. Typically, you don't think of storage as a separate thing. You think of storage as a disk that's connected to a computer, and the computer is connected to a network, and the network is protected from attackers by you know, multiple layers of things that the attacker would have to jump through to get to that storage. When you go to a cloud, that storage is accessible on its own directly from the internet. And if you're not careful, it's protected by a single password. And then basically your whole storage is visible. And we read every other week about 
yet another company that forgot to lock down their S3 buckets on Amazon. This is why. So you need to think about security when you're moving to the cloud and you need to think about securing more things that you're used to if you're an IT person or a security person that's used to dealing with a enterprise network. There are more things that you need to worry about. Now, the good thing is that the cloud providers provide us with lots of settings and lots of things that we can configure. There are multiple types of controls and there are built-in security capabilities that you can use and you should use, but you just need to be aware that they're there, know how to use them, know how what they mean and avoid neglecting something. So knowledge and the right tooling are crucial. Knowledge is always key and same for preparation. Whenever anything's done from the get-go, there needs to be that roadmap going forward. I was, I was having this conversation yesterday about how organizations can best take that step forward. And from your standpoint, where do you think that conversation needs to start in the organization? Is it from the CISO level? Is it on a team level, board level? Where's the best place to really make sure that there are no mistakes from that first uh, decision? Well, I think board level is, is a very good place to start. I think that any serious organization that is moving crucial parts of a state to the cloud is something that the board needs to be aware of. And the board needs to be aware to demand that security provisions are put around that. And that will get the ball rolling. I mean, many organizations sort of get into the cloud following what people call shadow IT because it's so easy to um, rent a few computers and networks, just put in your credit card number and and all of a sudden you have a whole environment that you can develop on in Amazon or in Microsoft. And it's very enticing, very convenient. And when you're in the development cycle and you're not processing corporate data that's really important, that's all great. And flexibility is really convenient and supports the agility of the development so it's 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 really a wonderful environment to work on but once you are considering or planning to deploy real business applications and real business data there you need to slow down and think about what you're putting in place to protect them and sometimes there is a mismatch between what the developers are aware of and what the information security aware of and there could be gaps there. So these things need to be straightened out. So a lot of communication between people and breaking down some of these silo walls is is, is key. Yes, very true. And an add-on to that with these conversations that need to be had really across the whole organization is how do you turn security into that strategic business asset? How does that come about and what would that involve? Well, I would say, first of all, automation is absolutely crucial. You cannot work in a cloud environment where you have things working at scale. You cannot allow yourself to work at the snail pace that traditional networks have sometimes used. I've personally spoken to customers in the banking industry, let's say, where they've told me horror stories of, you know, it takes them 18 business days to deploy a change in a network because of all the hoops that they need to jump through in terms of security reviews, et cetera, or 30 days or, you know, very long periods of time for a simple networking change to allow connectivity for the latest version of some application. 
And if that is the situation, then the security team is seen as a business inhibitor. It, it's a problem that needs to be fixed. And this is where technology can really help. What is really necessary is intelligent automation that streamlines these processes and only involves human decision-making when it's necessary. Just to give you an example, organizations process change requests to their connectivity you know, dozens of times every week. Big organizations could process hundreds of them every week. The vast majority of these changes are, quote-unquote, more of the same. So it's a variation of something that was already pre-approved and is already considered to be part of business practices. And it's almost a rubber stamp to say, okay, yeah, sure, we, we approve this also. But still, it has to go through the approval steps. And these things take time because the information security team has to review it, has to understand what is being asked, and to check whether this is in line with what is commonly approved or not. There are systems out there that can automate all of this and to automatically check whether the change request that's at hand is aligned with what is already pre-approved. And only if it is not, then the change request would go for review in front of a person that would need to make a judgment call whether to file an exception or not. But in all the cases, and they could be upwards of 95% of change requests, this could be automatically approved and you know, therefore saving a lot of time both for the request and also for the information security officer because they would need to work less. So everybody wins. And the trick is doing this without losing the audit trail because it's always crucial to be able to find out in retrospect why this request was approved and who approved it and based on what and since when and so on. So all of these documentation requirements are crucial because, for instance, they're necessary for compliance reasons. You cannot just skip them. You have to go through the steps, but you can let the computers go through the steps for you and keep track. So you're covered in terms of audit and compliance, and you really did check everything that needs to be checked. But still, you have a zero-touch workflow that moves from end-to-end -end much faster than it was before. Completely agree. And especially from the intelligent automation angle, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast will disagree with that analogy because it's so important. And it's something that we're seeing become more prevalent in terms of, we've mentioned how quickly adoption is being taken up. And obviously with COVID and everything that's happening, that's becoming even more paramount. The problem sometimes comes is security teams having to play catch up or they're presented with, here's something else we want to try, but they're still trying to fix the last great idea that was brought in. So my final kind of wrap-up question for this area and, and the podcast is to ask, what do organizations need to be cautious about when they're going at such high speed as they currently are? And also to finally wrap up, what do you hope organizations are going to start doing going forward and become the new norm of practice? Well, I think a selection of tooling that is not locked into a particular vendor, it's multi-vendor, it's multi-platform, that's really, really helpful. Because right now there are three major cloud providers and I don't know, maybe 15 different brands of networking and security gear for enterprises, you know, firewalls and routers and so on. And they're evolving all the time. So you want to select tooling that can support all of that complexity 
from one place. If you have that, then your information security teams have a uniform view of what's going on and they're sort of one step removed from the actual technology, which saves on training and also saves you from too much of a vendor lock-in. You can have an engineer that may not be the world's greatest expert on firewall brand X, still be able to understand what's in front of them and make intelligent decisions whether to allow or to deny a particular request because the essence, the intent of that request is presented in a uniform way. Also, business application awareness is crucial. You really need to understand what business applications you have running in your environment and what they're for and who's in charge of them, what connectivity requirements they have, because that level of intent, understanding why connectivity is required, is so crucial in many different aspects of the daily lives of IT and networking support engineers. Imagine you need to turn something off. You need to know who to call because their application is going to stop working. You need to patch a system. You need to replace a router, things like that. You need to check what the impact of that is going to be. And without knowing what traffic is going through that thing and what's it for, you're really playing hit or miss. And that's not a good place to be. You'd much rather be in a situation where you have a system where you can check and find out what the impact will be. And that system is up to date and really connected to the active security estate that you have. So those are the kind of things that I would recommend looking at for a future and forward-looking organization. Very true. And uh, having that control is so key. But Avashai, we've come to the end here. And I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to come on today's episode, walk us through all of this and give your insights. It's been great talking to you. Sure thing. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Avishai. And thank you, everyone, who took the time to listen to this episode. If you're looking for more information on what we discussed today, please head over to algosec.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our Ask the Expert series. Until then, for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com. You've been listening to the EM360 Podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com. 